joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and I have another fantastic show for you today. My guest today is Barbara Schiffman, and she is going to talk to us about balancing life from the inside out. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Barbara. She is a certified hypnotherapist an advanced Akashic Records teacher, and a life and soul balance coach. And she excels at translating scientific theories, new thought perspectives, and ancient wisdom into supportive tools to help us, people like us, experience more balance, peace, and joy in our lives. She is highly regarded as a Hollywood script consultant turned author and speaker. And she is insightful and and she's a gifted teacher whose specialty is balanced, successful living. She has written a couple of books, and um, one I want to mention to you right now is called Living in Balance for Boomers, Secrets to Making the Most of the Second Half of Your Life. This book is guaranteed to be very empowering for you and um, has some tools in there that you can use to improve your life no matter what age or interest you have. And so I'd just like to take this time to welcome you, Barbara Schiffman, to Blissful Living. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Thank you for being a guest on the show. And as always, I know you have this um you know, you have this career that, you know, dwells into the arena of Hollywood, which is always captivating to people. And so, um, you know, Hollywood evokes, you know, memories or, or thoughts of just, you know, fabulous things, movies, celebrities, things of that nature. So I'm always to hear about what shifted you from that you know, that lifestyle of being the um, script consultant um, to helping people empower and transform their lives. What what shifted that for you? Well, I've always been a writer. And when I came out to Hollywood from Chicago in my early 20s, I ended up working in film production and along the way became a script typist, started the first Hollywood script typing service on computer back in the late 1970s before everybody else had all these great tablets and and iPhones and all this stuff we're, we're working on now, and became a script consultant and what we call a story analyst, that's the official title in Hollywood, that reviews scripts, books, true stories, all of those things for potential movie making for production companies. So my work evolved into working in the story development part of the movies, TV movies, series, all those things that hopefully become become the products that we get to see on the various screens. And along the way, I ended up becoming a career coach to people in the entertainment industry. I got trained in and went through myself first a wonderful coaching program that helps people create breakthroughs in their careers in one month than they would do in that month more for their career than they might normally do in a year. So I learned a lot of breakthrough processes to help people move outside their comfort zones and stretch how they were being as well as what they were doing to make connections and move things forward in different ways. I also started applying that to life situations, both for myself Mm -hmm. and then for some of my clients, because I started doing more life coaching. And it has evolved into what I now call life and soul coaching. And I look at everyone as a true story in progress. We're each a story in our life. 
and we're writing it as we go. So all my script consulting work for those fictional stories has been very relevant in actually doing life coaching with people because our lives are those stories we're creating as we go. So now explain to explain to the listeners. Now, listeners, you, you, you may want to take this time to grab a piece of paper and a pencil to jot down some notes or things you might want to remember as me and Barbara chat about um, balancing the life from inside out. Um, but tell the listeners um, with regards to, you know, you, you had this work that you were doing in Hollywood and, um, you know, you started – you know, kind of coaching, you know, some celebrities and things of that nature. How did that transcend, so to speak, into the mind-body-spirit movement for you so that you could share that with those that you were in contact with? Because that's quite different, you know, being, say, a script consultant to, you know, helping a celebrity, you know, you're helping them with the script to helping them with, okay, you know, mind body mind, body, spirit type of stuff. How did that How did that shift occur? Absolutely. And again, it came about through doing much of the coaching program work that I was just talking about, of seeing how what we're doing in our work, the product we're creating, which in my script consulting arena was scripts or looking at material that could be movies and evaluating it for potential films, TV projects. That was my job as a script consultant, as well as working on the development of the scripts with the people writing or producing them. And then they'd go off and produce them. So I worked on the first part of the process, which was getting the story in place. Then they'd go off and do all the production, and then it would become something we'd see on HBO. They were one of my clients, or in the movie theaters. And there's a lot of scripts and books that I read that never, ever make it further than that, that don't get to the screen, which is very frustrating. It's a lot more fun, a lot more satisfying, as I'm sure you know, when you're working on something and it actually gets to move forward. So I had to read a lot of material and weed out those things that might have potential for my clients, different clients looking for different types of projects, and hopefully then it would move forward. But it was all in that first phase of of the process and not too many of them compared to the amount I was I was evaluating moved forward in working with people they're always moving forward sometimes slower sometimes faster in their lives and looking at life as a story is what ended up evolving and I started again mm. doing career coaching with people and many of the people I was working with were familiar with what they wanted to do. A lot of coaches at the time, back in the mid-90s when I started this coaching work, were coaching about finding your passion. But my clients knew what their passion was. They had their own businesses, they were entrepreneurs, or they were in the entertainment industry and focusing on their career, but it felt like they had no life because they were focusing totally on their careers and businesses. And they wanted some support in expanding their focus somehow with no more hours in the day to work with, so they'd feel like so, they had a life as well, and that became part of my work and expanded it beyond just career. Oh, okay. So it, it was kind of like they, you know, you you were working with people that kind of knew what their purpose was, but yes. just needed a little bit more guidance into how that, how to make it a more balanced aspect of both, you know, the mind and the body. So. That Absolutely. that you know, I'm sure was very, very, um, a very rewarding experience to see people transcend and transform and move forward, but also, um, you know, helped you to move forward as well in the process. Probably something you never thought you would be doing. It's true. I I never quite thought I'd be doing coaching work, but I really love it. I've always been a resource hub for people. I'm an avid information collector. I read I still read the newspapers in the morning. I read lots of magazines. I access things online now as well and I'm always finding resources both for things I'm interested in and for the things my my clients, my friends, my family are up to and passing along those bits and pieces. So when I found I could actually do that as part of my work 
it was really great because I could mm-hmm. pass on those resources and have them be helpful right away. That, that to me, was part of the difference between working with individuals as a life or life and soul coach and working in Hollywood, which is has changed a lot in the last 15 years. And mm-hmm. it, the, the technology makes it easier for people to make their own movies and get them on YouTube and even get noticed in big ways, which is fabulous. Right. But mm-hmm. it makes it harder to get financing for projects, which is why oh. crowdfunding, the Kickstarter and Indiegogo started up to help fund film projects for people and are now being used for all kinds of things, financing books, financing music, oh. financing all kinds of life projects. Everybody's using the power of friends and family to help them do things that we couldn't do quite as easily before because we didn't have the communication technology. And now we do. And that started in Hollywood, but again, it's expanded into all areas of life. So I find working so now with regards to lives to, more fun than working with fictional stories. That's really what the big I hear shift you. was. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's a big, exactly a big shift because, you know, you're it's fictional and real and real and fictional yeah. don't always meld together. Um, now, with regards to you know, you're, you have um, other skills or other tools, I don't want to say tools, but other capacities within you. And one that really sparks interest is the Akashic Records or being um, able to read the Akashic Records, mm-hmm. as well as um, hypnotherapy. How, um, how do you help, let me see, how do you use those tools with regards to um, helping someone discover that they really need to bring more balance into their life. Well, sometimes people come to me feeling like they're not fulfilling their purpose. I have a hunch from reading about what you do that that comes up a little bit in your work as well. And yes. sometimes looking at the purpose as a way of being instead of a job description Because we all want that job description, that if somebody handed us our cosmic job description and we just went and did that and everything was fine for the rest of our lives, that would be fabulous, right? But that's not quite how it seems to go. And finding that 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 life purpose is inside, it's a way of being, no matter what we're doing. I mean, I'm still being that resource connector as a coach, as an author, as a teacher, that I was all my life and that was also helpful doing research on projects, you know, to help develop film and TV projects. It's the same process. I'm using it in a different context, but it's part of who I am. So finding that way of being and working with the Akashic Records, which is very fun, and the method I use and teach has only been available a couple of years. I actually connected in 2009 with my teacher, Linda Howe, who wrote the book, How to Read the Akashic Records, and I'm certified Mm -hmm. by her to teach her process. And prior to that, I went through hypnotherapy school and learned a lot of different hypnotherapy tools, also past life regression, all of which to help people shift their subconscious, that internal part, to help them in their daily lives. So the Akashic Records works from the soul level, the superconscious in a way that that soul's journey of which this life is one chapter of the book, so to speak. And then the subconscious part that hypnotherapy works with sometimes helps reprogram things that get stuck Uh not serving us anymore. And if we can work with that internally, it helps give us more confidence, more comfort, more flow to do those things that maybe weren't so easy to do before, like public speaking or... Um, you know, whatever that might be. I know, I know I've worked with, with several people on public speaking, on some lawyers, in fact, on speaking in court, where they had shyness and, and were not comfortable doing that. And in doing hypnotherapy work, that helped release those fears and hesitations and anxiety and make it more comfortable. And that's part of the inner shifts that really then help the outer shift. Okay, so before we move into that, let's let's just go back. I'm just going to backtrack just a, a little bit, sure. and um, I want to give the listeners just um, that you know what exactly do you what is what exactly is meant by balancing, you know, 
a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I want to help, you know, you're out of balance or, you know, I can see that this is not right for you or that you have some, you know, problems with maintaining balance. What exactly does that mean to the average everyday person? Well, I don't think of balance as having everything perfect all the time. Then everything's frozen and gets stagnant. That's not how life works. It flows. I know from from reading about what you do, you understand nature and how the flow works in life, right? Yes. And and from your Ayurvedic work, I mean, it works very much with flow and with balancing our energy in whatever way is appropriate for us. And to Mm -hmm. me, balance is being able to pay attention to all the different parts of life and not just focus on what's wrong, but also draw positive energy from those things that are going well. And people often are just focused on fixing what's not working the way they want. And they're not paying attention to the things that are going well that can give them support, can give them some of that juice and spark to help unstick those other things. So to, to create balance, I actually work a lot with the four elements. That That's actually some of the processes that I've I've included in my Living in Balance book. And people, even though it was written for baby boomers because it was published by a publishing company that has started doing e-books for baby boomers, uh-huh. it, it's really applicable to people at any age because it focuses on the four parts of life using the four elements, not like the Chinese feng shui, which uses five, but the four, air, earth, water, and fire, as metaphors for those parts of our life. Uh, For our mental is the air, the earth is our physical body and our tangible environment, the Mm -hmm. water is that emotional part of us, our feelings and emotions, plus our relationships with other people, and the fire being that that divine spark, that action in the world. So it's that divine spark that causes us to take action, and it it coordinates with the fire part of things. And being able to look at our life from those four quadrants, so to speak, and see how we're doing in the tangible arena. Is is our, our home all cluttered, and so our energy is stuck, or is it flowing well? Are we taking care of our body and doing those things that are healthy for it and keeping it flowing, or are we not paying attention to it? How is our our mental activities? Are we being creative, using our imagination, as well as our abilities to analyze things and be logical? Those are both part of the mental, how we're thinking about things. Are Mm -hmm. we criticizing ourselves all the time and beating ourselves up, or are we looking at things from a place of gratitude and appreciating what is working, not just the things that aren't? Our relationships going well. Or are we not getting to spend time with people we care about? And then do we feel that bigger picture in life, that there's something more than just our everyday life? There's that spiritual, bigger soul dimension. And when we can tune into each of those things and feel that they're all working together, all those balls are in the air, so to speak, it's a lot easier to help unstick things that get stuck. And if one of the balls drops and crashes... We can pick it up and we can pay attention to it and we can use those other parts of ourselves and parts of life to help make bring that back into balance to help make So would you open. say so so would mm-hmm. you say that um this act of balancing life from the inside out would you say that it's um a on a onward going journey we're always going to be working on balancing um, you know, aspects of our life um, because that's just what we're supposed to do, right? As long as we're breathing, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a lifelong process. Again, it's not a job description. It's not a goal we're trying to get to. It's a way of being. And I sometimes think of that, uh, you've probably seen that circus act with the guy who puts plates on top of sticks and spins them. I love this analogy. And it's yeah. getting all our plates spinning and then if we're down at the end of the row, the, the plate at the other end might start to slow down and wobble, so we've got to go give it another spin. And then we're in maintenance. We're keeping the plates spinning once we get them there. And if one of them crashes and falls, we put up another one. 
It's not like we failed or done something wrong. Sometimes we need a bigger plate or we've got too much on it and it's, it's not balanced enough. It's going to fall. So then we can rearrange things or let go of something to take the pressure off or just get a bigger plate if we need to for that part of life. And, wow. and, and so, then we're always in maintenance mode, but, but we're never failing. We're always moving forward, even when things don't work out the way we like. That's one of the things I've learned from the Akashic Records work, that at the soul level, we are always evolving. We're never doing wrong things, but we are learning lessons. And sometimes we learn what we don't want as well as what we do want, right? Yeah, so I, so you guys out there listening, just so you know that um, being in a state of balance is always continual and constant work. You're always in the process of move, moving forward. And I give an analogy um, that I like to utilize. It's like we're walking down our path to bliss. Everybody has their own unique path, their own unique challenges that may come as they're walking down this path. My path, I may come across a pothole or I may come across a big tree in the way and I've got to figure out how am I going to get around this challenge. Or I may come across quicksand or, you know, my path of gold may end and it becomes a path of mud and then, you know, a, a speed bump or whatever. But lo and behold, as long as I keep moving forward, I'll get back to that path of gold and I'll continue down my path of bliss. And we all have these unique you know, we're all unique individuals created uniquely for our own unique experience here on earth. So balance is always a continual process of moving forward um, because I think when you become finally balanced and you don't no longer have to work to strive to do that, then your purpose is fulfilled and you move on to something else. You die and you move on. That's just my belief. But I want the listeners to know that it's not a one-time shot or one quick thing, one fix it for all in your your balance forever as um, Barbara's saying, it's a continual process of always moving forward and discovering on this journey things that we may take for granted that, you know, may be truly blessings in our life, even though we may not think of them as that way because they're challenges. So um, I like what she says in regards to utilizing the four elements that goes with Ayurveda so well um, because, you know, the elements are an important part um, of what we do in Ayurveda. So. I know, and, and I, and yeah. I love that. Because, and, and again, they're natural. We, we've gotten so focused on our, our machines and our gadgets and electronic 24-7 always-on kind of living, and we've forgotten about the, the seasonal cycles and the sun and the moon and the seasons and the growing and the resting periods. And getting back, to, for me, having the best of both, all of our gadgets and our electronics on one side, and a sense of that organic season, the organic part of life that's opposite of the electronic, and being somewhere in the middle so we've got the best of both is, for me, what the the balance or maybe a better word is centering is. Because when we're centered, we can be thrown off balance like those those uh, toy clowns they have for kids where you push them down and they bounce back up. I love those. Because when we get yeah, down, yeah. then we can come back to center. And and learning what brings us back to center is is really a personal process. That's where, for me, using the four elements as balance tools is really fun. Because sometimes if I'm too much in my head and I'm thinking about stuff and I'm worried and I'm anxious – Going out and taking a walk around the block without my cell phone, without an iPod, listening to the birds, noticing the flowers my neighbors are growing, letting the sun shine on me, getting a little of that vitamin D, brings me back into my body, brings me back mm-hmm. into that rhythm, that slower walking rhythm that's, that's, that's organic. Sometimes if I'm feeling separated from people, I need to call up a friend or go have coffee with somebody I like and actually be with them in person, not just sending them emails and Facebooking them. Right. So sometimes when we have too much of one thing going on in life and it's, and it's stressful, balancing it out with one of the other four elements that's going well, that gives us some juice and some support, brings that stuff back into center so that we can be centered and I believe if we're centered, then we can handle those challenges. If we're centered and we are walking down the path, like you said, and we hit that pothole, we're not going to fall in because we're on our cell phone not paying attention, right? 
We're going to notice the pothole. We're going to stop before we fall in. We're going to walk around it. (laughs) Exactly. Or jump across it. Yeah. Yeah. Which might be more fun. (laughs) Depends on how big it is, right? Right. You know, and again, what I liked, I loved your analogy, by the way, and I started envisioning, you know, those, those, moving walkways they have in the airports where you can get on them yes. and they go faster. Maybe on that path of gold, there's some moving walkways that take you a little faster for part of it, too. You never right. know where those shortcuts are going to come from. And that's where that synchronicity and serendipity in life, that when we're we're as centered as we can be, it's a constant process. It's like balancing rocks of different sizes on top of each other, you know. Some of them might wobble a little bit, but when they find their spot, they stay there. And yet a big wind can throw one off, so we find a way to put it back in the center. And when we can be there, we can handle whatever comes up much better than when we're always anxious, we're always stressed, we're always looking outside ourselves, because there's always stuff going on outside ourselves that needs to be fixed and improved. And when we can feel that inside ourselves we're centered and we can handle it, and I know that's very much in the philosophy of, of Oraveda and some of the things you're knowledgeable about, when we, when we have that centeredness, we can handle anything that comes up as best we can, which is all that's required. So, so how, how, how else can we do that? I'm curious about how Oraveda works with the four elements, and, and I know it, it's well, got different that, that would... to it, but it's similar. Yeah, it is. It's very similar. And actually, in Ayurveda, we use um, the five elements. So it's air, earth, water, fire, and ether. And, and with the ether um, is that bigger encompassing thing around the four elements. It's it's it yeah, is there, it's the, but it's, and, it's that encompassing part of it. And in Ayurveda, ether is the essence between the space. Um, so. Yeah, so it's like you have the molecules and you have space in between the molecules. That is the ether. It's the and connector. it does have Yeah, so you know, people you get that etheric feeling. You're you're up in the I want to say best word to describe is in the stratospheres where uh-huh. you're floating free and you know, yeah, you have the air, the wind around you and, you know, the fire that's transforming and sparks the energy and it's it's the essence of life. Um, you have the earth that provides stability and the water that provides the flowing movement. However, you know, it's just it's just a small part um of what mm-hmm what we do with regards to helping people restore balance and bring, you know, balance back into their mind, body, and spirit. But that's for another show. We're talking about you today. Well, thank um, you. It's, it's, all, it's all part of the same, and, it's, and I love how everything yeah. is connected. That's where for it really me, working is. With, with the four elements, the Akashic Records, a bunch of the other things that are all in my toolbox, they're all they're all in the box and they're all connected energetically so it's not like one tool is better than the other it's nice to be able to have a variety so that I can blend them and exactly customize them when I'm working one-on-one with someone or creating a particular coaching program for people or be able to add more to it which I keep doing I keep getting led by my soul by my Akashic records to new tools all the time and that, too, for me, is part of the balance, is keeping things fresh and always adding something new. So now, when it, you know, we mentioned um, earlier about, um, you know, balancing and really um, equating that um, to the second half of life. And I'm, I'm going to get into that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do right now is just take a moment out, and this is the time that I'd like to thank my one of my sponsors, um, this is just a phenomenal sponsor and so just bear with me listeners and then we'll get back to Barbara and her wealth of wisdom and information. Now I have this fabulous sponsor that I'm going to highlight today and the sponsor is called 21 Drops and the reason why I like 21 Drops is they are a modern essential oil company and in the context of Ayurveda I use a lot of natural therapies for my clients, and one of them is aromatherapy as well as the utilization of essential oils. So I'm always looking for the most highly grade, organic, therapeutic 
um, oils that I can find that are just most beneficial and they're going to be the most yummiest for my clients to either inhale, put on, absorb, and ingest. So 21 Drops has a fabulous philosophy in that they believe that the essential oils are the root of it all and that they benefit the mind, body, and the spirit. These um, essential oils are very fragrant and they're highly concentrated molecules that are extracted from various parts of the plant, such as the fruit, the leaves, the wood, the seeds, and the flowers. But interesting enough, essential oils represent a critical part of both the plant's immune system and survival mechanisms. And why this is important to us is because that man and plants have evolved alongside each other for many, many thousands of years. And so in essence, we have the same chemistry. And once we absorb or inhale the essential oils from these beautiful plants into our bloodstream, they interact with our body, thus creating balance and wellness. And that, my friends, is the science behind the principle of aromatherapy. Now, 21 Drops gets their essential oils um, from distillers all over the world. But what's really, really fabulous is about them is they specifically select um, their, their distributors or their distillers um, the process of which these people, the distillers, are organically growing these herbs and these plants and these flowers that these essential oils are extracted from. So that way we get the most highly grade, highly therapeutic grade um, in organic form of essential oils that we could possibly use that is so yummy and so good for our body. And the 21 Drops company, because they do special blends and they have this special process, they say they have a blend that helps any solution or any problem uh, from heartache to headache. And so that, my friends, is just a fabulous thing because we all know people that have experienced heartache and we all know people that have experienced headache and all the stuff in between that. And just think that you have a company called 21 Drops that you can go to and get a specific blend or not of essential oil that's going to help with any of those problems from heartache to headache. Now, 21 Drops captures the incredible power of the pure essential oils, not only for their therapeutic processes that affect our mind, body, and spirit, but they also capture this powerful and incredible essence because they want to empower their friends and their customers to feel better and be better. So if you're looking for that special essential oil that you can't find, if you're looking for a company that really values the product they put out by meaning they're looking and in, in, in only extracting the product from people that truly believe in organic processes, um, if you're looking for a highly therapeutic grade of essential oil or you're looking for a custom blend, 21 Drops is your source for essential oils. And that, my friends, you can reach at 21drops.com. That is the number two, one, the word drops.com, 21drops.com. You will not be disappointed in the beautiful essence of the essential oils that you will get from them. Now, back to Barbara. Now, Barbara, I wanted to dwell into the part um, where we talked about, um, you know, incorporating the the essence of balancing life from inside out. Um, I just want to touch on that a little bit more because we mentioned about, you know, how belief systems in the second half of your life generally are a little bit different than the first half of your life and what you did when you were younger to balance yourself or what you thought you were doing to balance yourself is going to change significantly in the second half of your life. So, with regards to that, um, can you just touch on a little bit about why this occurs with regards to the way we view our life in a state of balance? Absolutely. And and I think this comes a bit from my Akashic Records work, that we are living more than one lifetime in our current bodies in this time and place and generations and previous generations did, previous generations of people often died earlier than people tend to now in the late 20th and now the 21st century. So it's almost like we're living two or three lifetimes in one body. We don't have to die and start over and go through the baby and teenager phase to be able to shift things and change things 
because our bodies are able to live longer lives now and the culture and the planet are and the medical industry and the alternative health industry are all part of the support of that. So many people, because they're not staying in a job for their whole lifetime, or they retire and then they've still got a couple of decades where they have a bit more health, hopefully, than previous generations had at that age, can do those things that they want to be doing. And yet when people get to be a bit older, because our society looks on youth as good and age as not so good, unlike the indigenous cultures and many other countries and societies of the past that looked at those people who were older, who were the parents and definitely the grandparents as the wise people, as opposed to the shriveled up, wrinkled old people, <laughs> you know, which is kind of how they're looked at now. Right. And we have the wisdom of experience. And we know, at least for ourselves, what works for us and maybe what doesn't work for us. But we also sometimes get afraid to try new things. And in some of my work, helping people stretch their comfort zone and take leaps of faith, no matter their age, and do new things, which the neuroscientists are now saying and proving through all the tests that they do and the MRIs, actually keeps the brain functioning and flexible, and they talk about that neuroplasticity stuff, by doing new things, that doing new things, even if it's just getting out of your rut and driving a different route to work or cooking a dish you've never cooked before with spices you don't usually blend together, something new versus the same old routine shifts the energy, you know, very much in line with the things you're talking about. It shifts the energy. And when we shift the energy, we stay young no matter how old our body is. Our body, to me, is like an our organic vehicle. Our soul is the driver. It's ageless. It gets in the driver's seat when we're, you know, born and mm -hmm. drives around in this lifetime and records our experiences through our eyes and our ears and our feelings and our hearts. And then when the body crashes or burns or crashes or, or uh, wears out are the two ways. Crashing and burning, if it, if it's <laughs> wearing out, winding down, getting too old to function or all the body systems aren't operating in a healthy fashion anymore. That's how the bodies end. But the soul part of us is still that energetic part. It's that ether you were talking about in, in, in a metaphoric kind of way. And it can get a new car. It can start over in a new lifetime, according to the Akashic Records, which is about our soul's journey through all lifetimes, with this lifetime, again, being one chapter in our book, not the whole book. So we're seeing how far we can get and how we can do it consciously, with love, with joy, with enjoyment in this lifetime as our measuring stick versus how much money do we have or how many awards do we have or how famous are we or how many friends do we have on Facebook. All those measurements aren't really at the soul level what matters as much as how much fun did we have. How much joy did we express? How much did we contribute to others? And how did we evolve and do things differently maybe in this lifetime or the second half of life than we did in the first half when we were focused on results and income and awards and all that external stuff? And in the second half of life, it's like, all right, been there, done that. Now what's mm -hmm. fun? You know, my mantra is if it's not fun, why bother? <laughs> you and know, that goes that's for my true. work as well as, as every part of my life. If my work's not fun, why do it? If it's not about going to make me more money if it's not fun. You know, that's true because I, I, I think um, when you are in your first half of your life, you're, I want to say, focused on more of the doing because you're, you're, you're really – you're really, you know, you're young, you're vibrant, you're, you know, all that good stuff, and you're really focused on doing and achieving and succeeding. And then you get to a point in your life, and you're like, well, like you said, been there, done that, and uh, don't want to really keep doing that anymore because it's, I'm looking, uh, there's a piece missing. 
that's what I think people I most often hear is people say there's something missing or, you know, again, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing or am I fulfilling my purpose? I feel that I've done all this great stuff, but it's not really what I was supposed to be doing or what I'm supposed to be doing now. And I think just things just shift. You know, you go from the external gratification to more of an internal gratification, realizing that sometimes all the external gratification and all the external successes that you have are really not what fulfills you internally, mm-hmm. even though you're very good at it. Um, there's that out of balance, you're, you're just out of balance. And so, you know, of course, the second half of life, you become more focused on the internal stuff because you know that when you're, I think, and I'm just stating stuff, I think when you're internally at peace or internal with where you need to go or what you want to do, or it just makes things a lot more easier and you're not focused on the external. And I think it just, I think the first half of life and the second half of life has a way of balancing life out for us as, again, walking down that path. You it know? does. And if we get to live long enough, we get to have both. We can have all the activity and see what we can create and how far we can get in that first half, however long that half lasts. Since people are living into their 80s and 90s, it's like the first half is into your 40s and 50s. And yes. you know, then we have another half to go, maybe. And and living healthy is important. I know when my parents, who my dad lived into his 80s and my mom was 92, but she had a stroke and lived half paralyzed in a nursing home for 10 years, was not my idea of fun for her. And we want to be healthy in those later years so we can enjoy them and so we can pay attention to people in our life because when my parents got sick, it shifted me. I was in the middle of finding money to produce a whole bunch of of movie projects that I had found and loved and being a cr- very active creative producer as well as a script consultant for other people at that time. This was in 1999. And mm-hmm. when my, par- my mom got sick and we found out my dad, they thought he had Alzheimer's, but he had had a series of strokes that had a similar effect, it turned out. Um, I had to take over you know, their care and get them in a nursing home and make sure they were well taken care of and all of that, shifted my focus to my family, to what was really important in my life, the people in my life. Because Mm. when the people in my life aren't taken care of, it doesn't matter how many projects I have. And, and, And it shifted that focus in a big way. And it shifted that focus to that meaning and satisfaction, which I think might be part of those missing pieces you were talking about. Yeah. We do a lot of stuff, but if it doesn't feel like it has meaning for us, it doesn't matter if everybody else likes it and gives awards to it, that doesn't have meaning for us or doesn't bring us some sense of satisfaction even when we don't get awards for it, then it feels like something's missing. And it reminds me of... Um, something that I learned about from a radio segment that I heard on NPR one day that was about making memories and being more aware of the activities in our life so that we're creating memories as we go and we're creating memories for us so that when we are older, we have our memories no matter what stuff we have around us, no matter how big our house is or how big our bank account is, we have those memories. That's really what we're gathering as human beings internally through all of these other things. So it's those, Mm. you know, being in a state of making memories every day. What's a great memory? What are you grateful for? What might you think about 10 years from now that you did, you know, now that, that, gives you that satisfaction. I mean, I keep thinking back to the half marathon I did in Hawaii after my dad died so that I right. could walk 13 miles and stretch my comfort zone enough by doing a marathon so that I can then exercise more and walk one mile or even do a 5K, which is three miles, which I now, I don't always do it. I don't always exercise enough. But I know how to do it because I did that. I I stretched to 13 miles. And that's a memory, getting to the finish line in Hawaii, exhausted after walking for five hours, uh, that I will never forget. And there was my husband 
put a lay around my neck, and I sat down, and I just felt exhilarated. Tired, but exhilarated. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And if I could do that, oh. I can do anything. I think that's beautiful. I think <clears throat> I think in the context of the big scheme of things, it really um, – it really is about just becoming more aware of yourself and what's going on within you internally. And I think when you become aware of yourself and tap into your internal instinct or I don't know what really to call it, drive or your inter- your internal soul being, mm-hmm. um, it gives you so much information and it just makes things a lot more easier in life to deal with. And Our souls are you, always directing us. I mean, that's what I guess. Yeah, and we don't really pay attention. You know, no. it's like that voice that tells you, you know, don't do, don't go that way, Rochelle, and you just kind of slough it off, and you go that way, and then you're stuck in a, you know, two-hour traffic jam, or you get a ticket, or and you're like, doggone it, why didn't I just? I heard that little voice, but no, I just had to be. You know, it's always really trying to guide us. I I say for our best, our highest and best best self. But um, absolutely, a lot and, of and times, our Kashic records, our soul, all they want is for us to live lives of joy. Very much like they talk about in Law of Attraction, and Abraham Hicks talks about. Living in joy colors everything. Then no matter what we're doing, we are spreading joy. And I got one one day when I was, uh, I had a hypnotherapy office in Beverly Hills. Uh Uh-huh. Was in the elevator going up in the parking lot. And I suddenly had this little thought come in my head that my real job was not a hypnotherapist. I was a joy spreader, a cosmic joy spreader. That's my cosmic job. And that all I needed to do was smile at people in the elevator and really look at them and not just everybody go in their own little heads like we do in elevators here in the United States, but start smiling at people and smiling at people wherever I go. But first I had to totally in every cell of my body feel in a state of joy. I had to get myself there so I had enough My well was full enough that I had enough to share without depleting me, and it shifted how I was being, and I'd smile at people, and they'd smile back, and they'd light up a bit, and then the next person they would see, maybe they'd smile at them and pass it along, and it's that state of being that we're in, that state of no matter what's going on, all the crazy, awful stuff in our life, we can still feel joy at being alive no matter where we are or what we're doing, and all we have to do is smile. We don't have to say anything or fix anything. And then we pass See, it along, and it uplifts other people, and on and on and on. I, I think that's a great tool for you guys out there listening um, to put in your toolbox just the simple essence of a smile. Um, you never know when you smile at someone how you may change their day that one moment, that one second, that one instant in time. Mm-hmm. You never know what people are going through. You never, I mean, I saw this this movie recently, and it was a Tyler Perry movie, and it was, um, the gal was really, one of the, you know, main, I'm going to say, characters in the, the, the film was really, really having just a doozy of a day. And, you know, all this stuff was coming up, and it was like you never know what's going on in people's lives when you cross each other's path. And um, and it was it, it just put it in a simple context of just doing something so small as holding the door open for someone or smiling at someone. You don't know how profound that could be for that person. You know, that person may have been thinking about committing suicide, and you, get, you smiled at them, and it gave them new hope or you know, something, you know, you just don't know. And again, I think it is a way of balancing um, our life from the inside out, you know, because if you're inter- if you if you have a little speck of internal joy within yourself that you can share with someone just by doing something as simple as just smiling at a person, it has a domino trickling effect throughout the, the world. And, you know, um, I, I just think that's a beautiful thought to just, just to have and a beautiful tool to use on a daily basis, even when you don't feel like smiling or you may be, you may be the one having a bad day, you know, and, go and look in the it. mirror. And we, we have to get into the joy space before we can pass it on. So it yeah. changes us too. And, and it brings us there. The, the other thing I like, um, I don't know if you saw the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. 
No, I haven't. Oh, it's a, it's a great movie, very metaphysical in many ways, big comedy, where he was a guy who said no to everything, and his life was a mess, and he went to a self-help seminar and was told <laughs> to start saying yes to things. And so everything he was invited to do, he started saying yes to and doing, and his whole life changed. And when we start saying yes to those things we would normally say no to, sure, we may find some things we don't want to do again. That's fine. But at least we try new things. And we say yes to life instead of no. And in the course of the movie, without spoiling it, I hope, he found what he wanted to say yes to and what he wanted to say no to. And you don't know really what is worth saying no to until you do say yes to a bunch of stuff. And then you can say, okay, no to this, yes to that, or no to doing this again, yes to doing that again. Because you've tried it out, you have some experience. My my new e-course at dailyom.com, which just started uh, being available last week, is, is kind of about that. It's about the art and science of taking leaps of faith and trying things a little differently and expanding our comfort zones by doing things we haven't done before so that we do have more courage when those big challenges come up. And just saying yes to some things you might in the past have said no to can really make that difference because you might do something that's really fun that you never would have known about if you'd said no. So very true. spreading joy and saying yes <laughs> to things you know, are, are, are two of the tools I use a lot more. And they're ways of being that affect everything we're doing. It's not part of the job description. It's part of the who we are. It's that internal stuff that then affects the external. Beautiful. So um, is, there any, is there any other words of wisdom or tools that you would like to share with um, the listeners in our last, you know, last five or six minutes that we have together um, to help them to have a, uh, you know, to help them have a, um, a bit life that's balanced from the inside out. Sure, I'd, I'd like to go back to the four elements for a second, and okay, and, and help people look at those four parts: the the tangible part of life, that's our body plus everything around us, all of our stuff in our life, our house, our office, everything in it, our car, the tangible stuff, and then there's the mental part of life, the air part, the how we're thinking. Are we using our imagination and creativity? One of my favorite quotes from Einstein is, imagination is more important than knowledge. New things don't come about if we can't imagine them. So that's just as important as having all the information. So how are we imagining things? Are we daydreaming? Are we thinking, are we, are we putting things on our, what I call a lifetime list, which is those things we'd like to do in our lifetime, whether we get to or not, because it expands our, our thinking. It opens up the possibilities. And I know on my list, which I started, oh, when was it, about 15 years ago, I went back after not looking at it for years and found I'd done a whole lot of things on that list, even though I'd never looked at it to check them off, you know, but I got to check them off when I paid attention and looked back. Then there's that water part of life, the flow. If things aren't flowing, if things are stuck, what can we shift to make something flow? It might be cleaning out a part of your house. I know when when things get sticky for me, I clean out a room or a drawer or, you know, just a pile something where energy is stuck and just release it and suddenly things start flowing better in my life because I'm unsticking oh. things that are stuck. So, so Okay, so removing flow. the stagnation of things. The stagnation of things, the sticky part. Yeah. And when we let it, when we help unstick them, then flow happens. It's, you know, what Feng Shui really talks about in the environment and in, in life. And then there's that fire part, that divine spark that gives us that bigger picture, that illuminates new things. So reading a book that's inspiring or watching a movie, you know, go watch Yes Man or my other favorite movie, which is the, uh, to me, the best depiction of the Akashic Records that Hollywood's done so far, is The Adjustment Bureau with Matt Uh Damon and Emily Blunt, which is a great love story. But it also looks at, you know, what's happening energetically behind the scenes that might be helping direct our lives in in certain ways so that 
you know, it can go the way it it is meant to go or can go, but if we need to shift something, then everything shifts. So those are two inspiring movies that could be a a fire and, and um, uh, inspiring activity. So looking at those and making sure you're, you know, over the course of a week or at least maybe a month, this is what some of my coaching programs do, and I'm doing one, another e-course for Daily Ohm that will be out in September, using the four elements this way as life balance tools. And focusing one week a month maybe on each of those and doing one thing to add positive energy or unstick stuck energy in the earth, air, water, fire parts of life keeps the flow going. The other thing I wanted to mention just to round it off as a, as a tip to leave with people is we're now in summer. We've just finished the summer solstice. And I'm going to, and I actually at summer solstice was up on a mountaintop in Malibu on a, at a medicine wheel where my husband, who teaches Native American spirituality, was doing a, a gathering and storytelling. And I got to watch the sunset. And as the sun set on one side, the full moon rose on the other. And we don't often take times to to watch sunsets and sunrises. So I'll invite people, especially at this time of the year, to maybe get up early and watch the sunrise. And it takes a little while. You can't do it in one minute. It's a process, and it's beautiful. Or watch the sunset and pay attention to that sun, that big, fiery, divine spark that reminds us of the spark within us. And Mm. let that sun rise, open your day, or let that sun set, complete your day, and tune into that and see how that shifts things. Oh, that's beautiful. I I actually do – I actually – utilize a tool, I don't say tool, but a process with my clients where I have them, um, you know, do an exercise where they're looking at the sunrise and the right. sunset. And it's, um, I always hear, you know, the beginning is, I don't have time for that. I, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't get up. I don't, I, I don't have time for that. But when they take the time to do it, those people that were most resistant to it because they didn't have the time, so to speak, find that they really enjoy it and it really sets a beautiful tone to their day mm-hmm. and sets a beautiful tone to their night for rest. And so um, I really am a fan of, you know, watching the sunrise and the sunset. It's the time of day that is just so peaceful. And if you take the time to do that and experience it, it's like no other experience. It's And it's just something so simple, and we take it for granted because the sun comes up and goes down each and every day. But observing it is just a really beautiful. So with that, I'm going to say um, I think we are at our time, and I really, really do appreciate you for being a guest on this show, Barbara. It was fabulous. Now, can you just tell the listeners out there um, how they can get more of you if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to work with you, if they want to, you know, pick up your books, anything like that? Um, Please share your information with us. Absolutely. They can get information on my website, which is barbaraschiffman.com, Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A, Schiffman, S-C-H-I-F-F, two Fs like in Frank, M-A-N, BarbaraSchiffman.com, and then they can also check out my new e-course on taking your leap of faith at dailyohm.com. That's now that it's available. It's available ongoing. People can start it at any time, and it's self-paced and has guided meditations for that inner part of stuff embedded in the lessons. And then I'll be doing one based on the four elements starting in September. So those are two places they can check out what I'm up to. Well, thank you again, you guys. If you want to reach out and get up close and personal, so to speak, with Barbara, you can, you know, go to, of course, BarbaraSchiffman.com and or you can check out her new e-course on the DailyOm.com. Both sound, um, the e-course sounds fabulous. And, of course, just being able to have direct connect with you by going to your direct website is also another fabulous thing. And don't worry, you guys, if you, you know, didn't have time to write this down or whatever, it will be on the website so you will be able to access this information um, about Barbara and how to get in contact with her as well. So again, Barbara, I just want to thank you for being a guest on Blissful Living. It was really nice to have someone come on the show and talk about balance and 
especially balancing life from the inside out and putting it in a context that's really simple and easy for all of us to understand and allowing us to know that it's a continual journey. It's not a one-stop, fix-it-all shop, but it's a continual journey that is actually a beautiful part of our life. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you for coming. And um, to my fabulous listeners out there, I want to thank you all for listening to Blissful Living. I always enjoy bringing the guests to you and always enjoy hearing what they have to share with us because, believe it or not, you guys, I am taking notes um, as I offer to or extend that to you guys to do. Believe me, I have my pen and my paper, my pencil and my paper, and I'm sitting back and I'm taking notes about what the guest is saying because I want to utilize as much as um, as much information as possible that's going to help me to have a blissful life as I want to share with you. So, again, thank you all for tuning in and listening to Blissful Living. And um, as you know, I always like to close the show with I would like to bring um, fabulousness to your life, but also would like to have you um, enjoy your path as you walk down your path to bliss. So I'm wishing you peace to your mind tranquility to your spirit, and wellness to your body. And until next week, have a fantastic week. Take it care, everyone, and bye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.